Welcome back to the Discount Property Investor Podcast. Our mission is to share what we have learned from our experience and the experience of others to help you make more money investing like a pro. We want to teach you how to create wealth by investing in real estate the Discount Property Investor way. To jumpstart your real estate investing career, visit FreeWholesaleCourse.com, the most complete free course on wholesaling real estate ever. Thanks for tuning in. I am your host, joined by my co-host, Mr. Mike Slane. And today we have a very special guest, Mr. Matt Laser. And Matt's actually one of our students. He's been in the program for approximately two months. And Matt just closed his first wholesale deal. Hell yeah. Super exciting to have Matt on. Matt's going to break down this deal for you guys today. We're going to do a little case study podcast here. And we're going to talk about the steps that Matt went through to get his first deal. Now, a lot of people that come to Mike and I and, and, and that are listening to podcasts, you know, they're trying to get their first deal. So I think this is going to be very, very helpful to anybody and everybody that, you know, has done a couple deals or is literally trying to get their first deal. They're going to hear firsthand from Matt, you know, what he did to get that deal. So Matt, welcome to the show and good nice morning. <laughs> How are you this morning? Great, great. Yeah, Matt's great. awesome, guys. This is Mike uh, chiming in here. Uh, Matt, uh, tell us a little bit about, uh, I guess, how you got started. So I know you were, and, and we were just prior to this, we we're just kind of talking about your mindset shift. So tell us a little bit about uh, when you first entered the program, where your head was at, and what you were thinking, and how you got started. Just uh, kind of start there. Yeah, sure. So I actually owe my short wholesaling career to the pandemic. And and back at the start of this, back in March and April, a lot of people were, you know, our, our gym initially shut down and, you know, so I'd work out two or three days a week. And uh, so I said to myself, all right, you know, a lot of people are sitting at home now. Um complaining about the pandemic. Why don't I flip the script and do something different? So I committed to myself, hey, I used to work out two, three, four days a week. I'm going to do five days a week. I'm going to eat right and, you know, try and uh, use this time to make a difference in my life. And so I'll get to the wholesaling part here real quick. This <laughs> <laughs> is not about the And so I just started to develop this mindset of every day, just be consistent, be consistent, be consistent. Even if you half-ass it, go work out, you know, even if you blow up your diet, you know, just try, you know, don't blow it up the next day. And, uh, and started to, uh, actually get in some of the best shape in my adult life. And, you know, throughout the year, I lost about 25 pounds. And so, great. yeah, it was, it was, I mean, it's, you know, you can, you can take a bad situation and turn it into something positive. And so that was the health side. And later in the year, I said, well, why don't I, you know, why don't I apply my, you know, just this mindset of consistency to something else? And, and uh, I had tried to uh, get into real estate and flipping and even did some training back in 2016 and, you know, kind of got in with every dirt bag out there and it was a really bad experience. And, uh, but I said, well, you know what, I'm going to give real estate another shot. And uh, the one thing that I did well back then was I bought a 
a single family rental. Um, I put 70 grand into it and, uh, and you know, rented for a thousand twenty five. And now, when I think you came back the, then, how long ago was that? That was 2016. Okay. And, uh, and so, um, you know, I think it's worth a hundred today. And I thought, Hey, this has been, this has been a good investment. So I started networking and going to real estate groups and talking to people about finding discounted properties. And one of the guys gave me some advice and he said, you know, if you want discounted properties, get into wholesale and, um, you know, learn to wholesale properties. And Dave, he kind of used the same, one of the same things you've told me is, uh, you know, once you start finding discounted properties, keep the best wholesale the rest. And all the doors uh, open up to you. You can do a lot of things when you get a yeah. discount, right? But if you yeah. don't have that discount, oh, you're stuck. <laughs> That's, That's right. where it all starts. That's mm -hmm. where it all starts. And, uh, and so, um, then I stumbled upon your book and, uh, you know, I listened to it when I was in the car and audible, uh, that led me to the course and to setting up a call. And, uh, and, you know, we got into this on the calls and I just tried to, I just tried to be consistent every day, you know, um, just keep stepping forward, not overthink it, you know, as you talk about in every call mm -hmm. and just, just make a little bit of progress every day. And so I started driving for dollars during my lunch hour and I'd go out on the weekends. And this is about two months ago that you basically joined our program exactly. and started implementing these, these, these activities daily, right? Yep. Awesome. Yep. And, uh, and so, um, yeah, mid-November, I started driving for dollars. And then, you know, because I do have a day job, like I said, I'm trying to be consistent with my with my health and going to the gym. You know, I set myself a schedule. So I get up at 530. I'd spend an hour prepping for the day and doing things like um, getting set up on batch leads or transitioning to deal machine, you know, implementing the tools that we talked and learned about. Mm -hmm. um, during lunch, I'd drive. Um, in the evenings I go work out and then I come home, eat dinner with the family and then, you know, try and get in some texting or follow up or any of that stuff in the evenings. And, uh, getting to my first deal was, was frankly, uh, there's, there's absolutely no magic to it whatsoever. It was just going out there. It was finding leads. Um, I eventually there is got some magic, Matt. There is some <laughs> magic, man. You, you nailed it though. It's that consistency. Yeah. That's the magic. There's no secret sauce, I think, yeah. is, a, is a good it's way to, to, to word that, right? Yeah, like, absolutely. Did, like it's, the magic it is the consistency. Yeah, yeah, Mike, go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt. That was all. I just wanted to, I mean, props to Matt. Like, that is the magic, man. You are the magic. Like, you yeah. made it happen. So, very, That's very impressive. exactly right. That's exactly yeah. right. Well, Matt, congratulations, man. $18,000, first wholesale deal. Took yeah. you uh, about two months to get it, which is half the time it took me. Uh, I know Mike was about the same. He was maybe even a couple months longer than that. Um, so congratulations. Uh, let's talk about the softwares that you're doing. You had mentioned you're driving for dollars. You had mentioned batch uh, batch leads mm -hmm. for probably your skip tracing and your SMS, I'm assuming. Uh, let's talk a little bit about you know the actual uh, process you took to go get this deal, man. Yeah, I started driving uh, in mid-November those first couple of weeks with a yellow notepad and jotting down addresses. That's how we and all then some of our calls. You get any uh, car accidents? Uh, no, <laughs> a few I've close calls. <laughs> all the curves where I've been are still intact, <laughs> barely. Uh, and uh, and then um, 
Dave, I watched one of your reviews on Deal Machine and we talked about it in the call. So mm-hmm. I signed up, did the free trial and started um, inputting properties into that. Um, and then I watched another, I actually watched the Deal Machine um, um, webinar. Yeah, webinar. And, um, you know, there was a guy on there who, you know, his entire marketing plan. And I don't think I would just recommend being this simple, but it was doing deal machine and it was sending a postcard. So I started sending postcards and then I take all those leads um, from deal machine, export them to batch leads, skip trace and then start texting. Love it. Love it. uh, And and that was that was basically it. Uh, This property itself, I, I remember driving by it. It looked empty. All the blinds were down. Uh, it's in decent shape, but there was a massive bush in front of it. So I thought it's probably an empty property. It's getting overgrown. And I added it to the app. Um, it ended up being a trust property. And so I texted the trustee. Um, he was about an hour and a half away. Matt, what was the address on it? Uh, 1920 Lindell. L-I-N-D-E-L? L-I-N-D-E-L-L. And then uh, that's uh, North Chesterfield, right? Yep. 1921, Lindell. Cool. I'm just going to pull it up here and see if we can. 1920. 1920. Got it. Okay, cool. Yeah. Go ahead. I texted him and, uh, you know, back to one of our calls. This was this was the week after, uh, Dave, you, uh, you were talking to us on, about the call about making offers, go out, get something under contract. And. And it was just before Christmas and he was an hour and a half away. He said, I can't get up there till after the holidays. So I'm thinking, all right, well, I'm making an offer. And so I said, you know what? I'm going to make you an offer um, tonight. I'll send you over a proposal. said, what I'll do is I'll just use some common thumb rules that we use in the industry. And uh, you can take a look at it. And um, I talked to him about, you know, inspection period. And I said, if there, anything changes, you know, I'll come back to you and we'll talk it through in the inspection period. So um, sent over an offer that night, and I think, you know, while I was sleeping that night, late at night, he sent back a signed contract. Mm. Isn't that and, funny uh, how that happens when you send contracts? Sometimes yeah. they come back signed. It's, it's like the yeah. crazy <laughs> <number>, right? <laughs> how did you it's feel crazy. You, how did you feel when you got it back signed? Um, I felt good, but then I started second questioning every I started second questioning my ARV, my rehab number. I thought I overestimated the ARV, underestimated rehab, and I was worried it wasn't going to be a good deal. So that is super, super common, man. It's yeah. you get that first contract. Even today, sometimes we get a contract back. I'm like, oh God, I hope we, I hope we made the right offer. So yeah, yeah. that that is a very real feeling of oh no, what the heck do I do now? I've got this property <laughs> under contract, and I think I, I think I'm paying too much. Yeah, is yeah, this it right here? Nineteen twenty Lindell. Uh, yeah, it looks like it. That's, cool. I think that's an older, older picture of it, a right? Blurry, but yeah. Sure, sure. Yeah, no worries. Um, so yeah, I mean, based upon the Zestimate, it's a two sixty three. And Matt, we know that we don't use the Zestimate as our ARV, but it is something to consider, yeah. right? Um, yeah. what did you peg the ARV on this one at? I started in the two sixties and then revised it down to the two fifties. Um, well, it was close though. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I uh, was actually right. I was probably closer the first time. Sure. Sure. Okay. Awesome, man. Awesome. And um, so then what, how much work did it need? 
uh, it really ended up just needing a lot of paint, some flooring, new windows. And, um, you know, the, the investor decided to do a lighter rehab. And I mean, cause it was overall in good shape, you know, it had some paneled walls that they needed to tear down and redo and, and, and all, but he really just updated, um, re, uh, reglazed the tile in the bathrooms and a lot of paint and countertops. Nice. And how, so what were the repairs that you had estimated? Like, tw- like 25, 30 grand or less? I think I had it at 35. 35. Okay. Very cool. And what was the offer that you made the seller? And, and real quick, before you answer that, did you go out and you went out and saw the property before the offer or no? Nope. You sent nope. the offer first. Yes. Perfect. So yeah. what was the offer that you sent? So basically you, you know, we see his estimate of 260. You you're you're saying that the the ARV was probably closer to the 250, right? Yeah. Um, and then about 35 in repairs. And what was the offer that you sent? 145. Love it. 145. Okay. So if you take 250, multiply that by 0.7, you're gonna get 175. And you minus 35 from that, you're gonna get. 140. So you were basically at the MAO, even a little bit above it. Um, But you had mentioned that the rehabber didn't need to put the full 35 in it, right? So you had made a really good offer. But again, this isn't rocket science, right? Like you use the MAO formula, you plugged in the ARV, multiplied it by 70%, subtracted out the repairs. That's what you made the offer at. Okay. So that was sight unseen. So the guy signed it and you're like, wow, this is easier than I had expected i would imagine yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you went out and you met him and tell us what happened next uh well you know what before i even met him i think this was a tuesday night it was over the holidays and this is you guys are going to love this part of it um you know before i even met him uh it, it's, yeah it was a tuesday night we had our call on wednesday and we went over the deal in you know, I, I think I was pretty nervous about it at the time and getting it sold and marketing it and pricing it. And Mike comes on and Mike says, Oh man, that's a great deal. Why don't you just uh, put it out on Facebook and a couple other places, send it out to a couple guys at 165. And, uh, and so that's exactly what I did. And um, man, I should have done it at 175. <laughs> <laughs> bad <laughs> was bad advice. Well, the thing was though, when you yeah. got that contract back though, you had never been inside the property. Correct. Well, again, you didn't even know. So I said, let's just try to get some interest and see if yeah, anyone even out about that. You're marketing it before you had even walked it. Yeah. Which is awesome. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so that, yeah, I marketed it, um, found a couple, uh, a lot of very interested people. Um, one guy I've been working with and I thought he, you know, we had talked about finding somebody who thinks going to be able to close. And so, um, I met him out at the property with the, the homeowner, the, the trustee. And, um, it was an interesting situation. He had his brother who, um, you know, was, was disabled living in the home and they had, you know, he'd made the decision that, uh, since it fa- his father had passed away three years ago, he was going to, you know, it was time to sell the property and find his brother a more suitable place to live. And so I met, um, you know, the prospective buyer out there, uh, the trustee, and we walked the property. It was very, it was really in great shape. It's a great area of town. Um, and, um, 
you know, the, the prospective buyer and I walked out to my car and I pulled out a contract. Um, you know, this was, you had sent me the B to C contract and, you know, kind of said, all right, ready to go. And so we signed the B to C contract on the hood of my car that afternoon and, uh, and, and made a couple other trips out to the property to, um, you know, with his contractor and just to touch base with the seller to make sure he was moving all the stuff out and getting his brother moved out. And, um, and then, you know, carried it to closing. Man, so the secret sauce here, guys, is to just take action. I think that's really the lesson here. Now, one of the things that I really admire about Matt is, is that he didn't like get any type of analysis paralysis with this. He just sent the offer based upon a simple formula that we use. Um, he actually did it, right? That's the hardest part is just doing it, right? Then uh, he started marketing the property hadn't even been in it and basically found some people that were interested. And then did you go with them on that initial walkthrough? So when you were showing it, you were seeing it. Is that how that worked? Exactly. Yep. Love it. Love it. So again, he's bringing buyers with him to the deal. Um, and then you didn't stop or give up. Right. So Matt is in a, in a place that doesn't, um, I don't, I don't want to say doesn't allow, but he hadn't found a place yet that would allow him to do a double close, dry funded. <laughs> so he essentially had to go buy this property for an hour before he could sell it, right? And he reached out and said, hey, you know, what do we do? And we gave him a couple of different options and he went and did it, right? Again, it's the, it's the persistency, right? He didn't just get, you know, one little problem and give up and throw in the towel. So Matt found somebody that was able to help him with the transactional funding and what'd you pay him? A thousand bucks, fifteen hundred bucks, basically to borrow the money for an hour. Yeah, yeah, give or take about twenty-two and, hours. But yeah, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah, a day. Call it a day. Let's be. Let's yeah, be, one day. Uh, yeah, one day. Right. Regardless, okay. yeah, I buy it and resell it very quickly. Absolutely. But even yeah. after you paid them and your closing costs, you netted eighteen thousand dollars on the deal. How awesome is that? So essentially, you didn't have any of your own money invested. You were able to borrow some. But not only did you borrow the money and pay it back right away, you gave them a good interest rate on that. Mm -hmm. I mean, that is a ton of yes. money to be able to, to make in a day just for having money come in into account and out of an account. So triple win scenario here, guys. That's the goal, right? So the seller was able to get rid of the property. The seller knows he left money on the table, right, Matt? He knows that he left some on the table, but yep. it didn't matter because the convenience you were offering him was worth more to him than the money that he maybe could have made taking time fixing this place up and hiring a realtor and having to deal with inspectors and all these other things, right? Yep. Awesome. You made 18 grand. That's obvious. Huge win there. And congratulations on that first deal. And Thanks. last but not least, the buyer. The buyer got himself a good deal as well, or else he wouldn't have bought it off of you, right? So what was his plan? You had mentioned 35 grand in, in estimated rehab. What did he end up doing with it? Uh, I think he rehabbed it for, uh, or well, it's in process now. In process, but his sure. budget was, uh, uh, I think the contractor came in at 25. 25,000, awesome, man. Yeah, so he's gonna, awesome. he's gonna do great. Uh, so you left some meat on the bone for him as well. He's yeah. able to do the rehab for 10,000 less than really what was estimated on it. And then is he going to sell it and, mm -hmm. and make a profit or is he going to rent it? What's his exit strategy? He's going to, he's going to sell it. He's going to sell it. 
awesome. Awesome. Yeah. One, I think make what 30 or 40 grand off of it as long as his, uh, that's what I was going to calculate. Here, right? You offered 140 sight unseen. And then when you went out there, did anything change with your offer or did it remain 140? Uh, it remained, it remained. I didn't change it at all. Perfect. And you didn't need to, you, you got a good price from the get go. Yeah. Um, and then you were marketing it at what was the number? 165. Mm-hmm. So you marked it, marked it up 25,000. That was the wholesale fee. Probably 45 to 165. The 165, right. And then you are able to end up getting him to agree to pay you 160, which is a 20,000 gross spread. Man, isn't this fun? Yeah. <laughs> this, business. this business is the most fun I've had in years. It Good. Is and it makes, it makes us happy to hear that. So yeah. 160 is what he paid. Okay. Um, plus the 25,000 puts it at 185. And we already know that there's an ARV of 250. So that's a $65,000 spread after closing costs, commissions, oh shit fund for overage on your rehab, so on and so forth. Just like you said, Matt, uh, Matt he should be making you know 30, maybe even as much as 40 grand, uh, but pretty easily he's going to make himself a quick 30,000. And he had a hard money lender as well, right? Yes, he did. And that might have been one of the reasons for the the fact that you had to transact again, it kind of varies from city to city and state to state, guys. So yep. know, know the rules in your own area. But again, you left meat on the bone. So it's a triple win scenario here. You yep. made 18. He's going to hopefully make 30 plus. And the seller was able to just walk away from this problem. So what was the motivation? What was the seller's motivation? I'm sure everybody's curious. Um, you found him most likely from driving for dollars and or cold texting. Maybe it was a combination of both. But what was the reason that he said, yeah, Matt, I'm just willing to let go of this for, you know, 140? Yeah, he was. He just wanted to get his brother out of there and get it sold. He didn't want to have to update it. He didn't want to have to go through bringing people in for showings. Um, like I said, his brother was um, had medical issues and he'd never be able to they'd never be able to manage that with um, listing it with a re retailer. So he needed to find the easiest way out. He wanted the easiest way out. I love it. You know, and essentially with the property at 250 ARV and you bought it at 140, I mean, that's $110,000 of a discount, you know, yeah. now again, you can look at this a lot of different ways because we don't do it that way when we're calculating, but essentially, you know, he, he knew the property needed work. Um, and he wanted to avoid all these, you know, issues of fixing it and cleaning it and hiring people. And it just, it just worked. So I think a lot of people, they, you know, they think that when they're looking for a motivated seller, that it's gotta be somebody that's like dying or in the middle of a divorce or, you know, something terrible that's happening. And sometimes you find sellers like that, right. That are motivated for those reasons. But uh, oftentimes I'd say more times than not. You find somebody that has a level of motivation that isn't necessarily like life-threatening or immediate. You're just basically helping them solve a problem. So was he renting it to his brother or his brother was just living there? Or what was the situation? His brother was just living there. Yeah. Nice. So he just wanted to have his brother out and just be done with it. I yep. love it. I love it. So Matt, what did you learn, man? In, in hindsight, two months at <laughs> the business. Hopefully you learned that this business is incredibly simple. Yep. Yeah, uh, that's that's probably the most exciting thing, you know, um, is you don't have to be you don't have to be a rocket scientist. You don't have to have all kinds of crazy uh, metrics and processes and overanalyze stuff. 
Um, you just need to go out there, find leads, whether it's driving or pulling them from prop stream, uh, put them into a texting or, you know, I've got to work on cold calling next, but put them into a software and start reaching out to people and everybody you talk to, um, like we've said, I always try to make an offer. Um, whether it's via text or whether I get out there onto the property and I tell them ahead of time, I'm going to come out, I'm going to look at it, probably take some pictures and, you know, thanks for giving me your time to do that. But I'll, I'll also leave you with a, with a proposal. I love so. it, man. I love it. And you know what? One of the things that we really preach is, you know, just be transparent with the seller. Now you know, it doesn't mean you have to go, go leading with the fact that you're going to be wholesaling their house. Right. Uh, but in terms of you needing access to the property and in, in the in, in, in due to the terms that you know we we bring in partners on all these wholesale deals. That's basically what our cap buyer is is our partner. So having the ability to kind of come in with a level of transparency that basically just states, hey, you know, I'm going to be bringing in a partner on this, and I'm going to need access to it. And just by leading with that, I think it eliminates a lot of the fear. And the stress that you know putting a property under contract can can you know bring on people, right? I mean, did you, did you look at this as being a stressful deal? Um, initially, but then it was you know once I got past once I got that contract, okay, I was stressed when I got it back. Yeah, be I, honest, absolutely, yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, everybody is, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, so that was really the first. Well, I can't say the first, but that was one of the early contracts that I sent out. Um, so it was, I was worried about it a little bit that I'd get it wrong, but now everywhere I go, I probably worried when you saw it come back signed, like, holy yeah. <laughs> what the heck do I do now? <laughs> that's right. That's, that's exactly right. what I went through. Right. But now that you've got one under your belt and that's really the yeah. thing, you know, like, you know, it doesn't even matter. I'm not even specific to, to Mike and I's coaching program, all of these coaching programs, right? You know, a lot of times when people go to a coach, they already know what they need to do. The coach is obviously gonna gonna help them laser focus those efforts, right? Um, but also, it's just fear. A lot of people have fear; they don't know what to do. But now that you have one under your belt, I'm confident that you're gonna get two or three more deals here in the next one to two months, no problem. You already have a few under contract right now, right? How many contracts have you uh, essentially gotten gotten signed so far? I've got three under contract right now. Three currently. Three currently. Yep. Hey, one, okay. I'm, one I'm probably going to buy as a rental. Nice. Um, another one. And it's a, it's a marginal deal. I'm not sure if I'm going to, I do have an interested buyer, but it's, it's marginal. Mm -hmm. And then the third one, it's a, it's a small uh, multifamily, almost like a trailer park um, with some small multifamily homes. And I think I've got a buyer for that one, hopefully by Monday. Um, I'll have a, I'll have a contract to get that one sold. Man, Matt, you are crushing it, <laughs> kicking butt. We, we love working with you because you take action, you know, and that's, that's one of the difficult things for us, you know, as, um, as coaches is, is, you know, we can tell people what to do and how to do it, but if they don't go take action, it's, it's very difficult for us to help them. Right. Uh, and that's mm -hmm. just, one of the best things, best, one of your best characteristics is, you know, you don't argue, you say, okay, this is what, what we need to do. And you go do it and you're consistent. And that's really the secret sauce is the consistency here. So let's talk a little bit about the softwares that you used. Um, I think you only have a couple, right? You're basically, I would imagine you have prop stream so you can run your comps. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, you're using a driving for dollars app and then deal, machine. deal yeah. machine for driving for dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Prop stream for pulling, uh, pulling leads, non-owner occupied, uh, vacants, all that stuff. And frankly, using prop stream, I, I've watched a few of your videos and just use that as a tutorial and do the exact same way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, batch leads for, um, for texting and skip tracing. Perfect. And that's it. I mean, you basically got three. So guys, these softwares aren't free. There's a cost to have these, but not having these softwares is just going to make your life much harder, right? So the reason that we have these softwares is so we can make our time more efficient and uh, we can get more return on our on our investment, which in this case is mostly time, right? So Matt, you know, Deal Machine has a cost. You're looking at 50 to 100 bucks a month. Props is 100 bucks a month and batch leads probably about the same, right? So you're looking at about $300 in costs. So this is something right. I just definitely want to highlight real quick. You didn't need $140,000 to buy it. Now you you did hire somebody to help you get it for the transactional funding, but you didn't have that money, right? You didn't need it, right? right. So flipping right. the actual properties doesn't require any money typically or little, very small. Like when I say small, I'm really referring to the earnest money that's going to be, be deposited. Maybe it's a hundred, maybe it's two fifty. Um, however, generating the leads does require either time, money, or often both. All right. However, the investment is worth it. So let's say you're spending three hundred dollars a month on your software, right, to be able to do this again and again and again and again, right. You just made 18,000. So 18,000 divided by 300 is 60 months. So you just bought yourself five years worth of software costs to be able to keep <laughs> So I, the only reason I'm bringing that up is because that is one of the biggest barriers to entry. People that haven't done a deal, right? They have this fear of sending the offer and of doing it, and they don't want to commit to getting an app for driving for dollars, or more importantly than that, even they don't want to commit to PropStream. Um, because it's a hundred a month, right? But not knowing the ARV of a property makes it really, 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 really hard <laughs> yeah. to know what to offer, right? So I just want to highlight that. But Matt, again, congrats! First deal, eighteen k. Mike, what was your first deal? I don't Dude. think I made eighteen k till a couple no. months in. My first deal was uh, up in a really, really not great area here in St. Louis called Castle Point. And this is six years ago. I think I bought it for like three and sold it for like seven or eight. I'd have to look at it. So it was like, <laughs> it was like a four or five K deal. Hey, a deal's and, a deal uh, though. It I was super excited in. about it at the time. You know, again, it's, 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 uh, you learn so much from doing your first deal too. So and, much. Yeah, Matt, congratulations yeah. again. I know we've told you before and we'll probably say it a hundred more times just because it's it's just an awesome thing to see someone like you succeed uh, because I know that how it feels. I mean, six weeks in, you were doing, like you said at the very beginning, you know, you were trying to figure out what I can consistently, consistently do and you did it. And I know that sometimes it's just feels you're beating your head against the wall. And yeah, to finally have them pop, it's just, it's very exciting and, and uh, yeah really, really happy to see you getting, be able to put deals together and, and keep doing it. So. And I'm pretty confident you. that you're going to have another deal under your belt in the next couple of weeks. You already have three properties under contract already yeah. beyond this one. You just closed 
literally a, less than a week ago, right? So phenomenal. Um, the Three Pillars of Wholesaling is Mike and I's third book, right? And if we were to sum it up into one sentence, marketing, making offers, and following up. Matt, what do you think about that? That's, uh, I think it is that simple. It, it literally is. Now, there's a lot of moving parts, by all means, guys. Yeah. I don't want to oversimplify it, right? Now, there's a difference between being easy and being simple. This business is incredibly simple. The part that gets hard is the part of being consistent. And Matt, you got that, right? The consistency is there. Um, so again, I think that that is a huge takeaway. It's just being consistent. So right now, Matt's just driving for dollars um, in terms of lead generation, right? Are you pulling any list and texting too? Yes, I am. You are, you're doing I pulled okay. a couple from PropStream. But you're just getting started though, right? So here's the coolest part. There's like 50 different ways to find these motivated sellers, all right? Matt didn't try to do 50 ways. He picked two. Let's do a little deep. Let's pull some list and then we're going to text them. It's essentially two different lead sources. And that's all it takes to get started, guys. You know, Mike and I typically aren't really pursuing more than maybe four or five at any given time anyway either. There's really no reason to. But the, I think the lesson here is all of these ways of going about finding leads work. All of them. It's just, are you going to be consistent in those marketing methods, right? So Matt, thanks again for coming on. A massive congrats. Dude, 18 grand. That's massive. That's massive. I think we were talking about this the other day, maybe a week ago. Um, if you are a you know minimum wage employee and you're making $10 an hour, right? $10 an hour times 40 hours a week is 400. This isn't even with taxes. And let's say you work a 52-week year, so you don't take a break. That's 20,800. After taxes, you're really only probably bringing in about 16 grand. You know, you just made a, a whole year's worth of income of an of a, of a minimum wage individual. Yeah. And that is just something crazy to think about. I mean, literally yeah. an entire year and you're just getting started. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. Pretty awesome. Yeah. Well, Matt, thanks again for coming on. Any parting words for the audience? Uh, basically, let's do this. If you are watching this right now and, and, you're, and you're listening to Matt tell his story, you know, what piece of advice would you be able to give to them, Matt, um, if they are trying to get their first deal? I think it's uh, it's keep it simple. You know, I've I've listened to I try when I'm driving, I try and listen to podcasts and stuff like that. And there are some I purposely turn off because they start talking about sub twos and owner fine and, you know, a lot of stuff that I just really don't know about yet. And I just keep it simple on finding leads, texting, following up, and everybody I talk to, I try and make an offer to. And Man, so, you nailed it. You nailed it. Yeah. Don't don't get into all that other stuff early on. Just try and keep doing the same stuff over and over again. Over and over again. So pick a couple of different ways of marketing, guys. Maybe start with one, right? No big deal. Yeah. Just be consistent with it. And the confidence will come. The deals will come. Uh, it's, it's really not that hard. You just gotta be consistent. That's literally the number one thing that is going to separate those who do a lot of deals from those who don't do any deals at all 
is just there's consistency there, right? Matt didn't give up after three weeks of not doing a deal. He didn't give up after six weeks of not doing a deal. It took him eight. But that's extremely fast. And now he's got three others under contract. So you can hopefully see how this snowballs. This business is so fun. And now you got money to put into marketing, Matt. So I don't that's suggest right. you stop your driving for dollars or even slow. Keep it going. But if you wanted to add a cold caller virtual assistant or another virtual assistant to help a follow-up or whatever, you now have the funds available to do so. I love it. Matt, congratulations, my friend. That's awesome. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Congrats awesome. and thanks for coming on sharing your story. Um, if you want, do you want people to reach out to you? They're, they're, you're welcome to share contact info. We can throw it. Yeah, in you got a social media handle, something along those lines. Yeah. Throw it out there, yeah. man. Yeah. I, well, I'm on Facebook. Um, I just look at my, look up my name, I guess. Mm -hmm. And, uh, email Matt at clearchangeinc.com. Cool. And guys, Matt's up in the Virginia area. So if you are watching and you, you know, want to partner with Matt on a deal or maybe, you know, maybe Matt has a buyer for one of yours, or maybe you have a big buyers list that you could maybe help Matt with in terms of helping him sell some of his deals. Definitely mm -hmm. connect with him. It doesn't matter if you live in that area of the country or not, if you are doing deals in that area, that's really what matters. So again, Matt, thanks for coming on. 18K wholesale deal case study. Yeah. Until next time, guys. Sign thanks, it off. guys. <laughs> thanks for listening to the Discount Property Investor Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please like, share, and subscribe to help us reach a wider audience. To jumpstart your real estate investing career, visit freewholesalecourse.com, the most complete free course on wholesaling real estate ever. We would also appreciate it if you left us a review on iTunes or Stitcher. Thank you in advance for your support. And remember, you make your money when you buy you get paid when you sell. Now let's go build some wealth.